Afrobeat Intelligence Podcast. Afrobeat Intelligence, democratizing African music. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. I'm happy to do it, man. I'm happy to be in the Lego City, man. Um, it, it has been an amazing trip. Uh, I feel like uh, you know, the people have welcomed me with open arms. They've welcomed my company. Yeah. And the, the team who I brought out here. And we're just looking forward to to years, many years of working here, doing great work and contributing yeah. um, to what you guys are building. More than ever with United Masters, when, more than ever in this market, let me just go straight into it. Yeah. More than ever in this market, what we have seen in the last seven years since we started this thing called Afrobits to the world, that's we leaving our shores and going to other spots, the culture. Yeah. We've seen everybody coming here and the way they've typically operated has been very extractive. So um, all of our artists are signed, a huge share of the markets is gone, um, majors and distributors. But we've not seen development in this industry from the ground up. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, that the first thing we did, even before we made the announcement um, that, uh, you know, we were coming to, to Africa. Yeah. Um, we, a year ago, we did a deal with SARS, yeah. SARS Academy. And the reason why we did that is because he actually is developing talent. Hmm. He is investing in developing the next generation of great singers and songwriters and producers. So before we did anything, that's the first thing we did. Because we do believe in that, uh, the, the idea of developing artists and developing talent. Secondly, to your point, you come into a market and, you know, the first thing you're trying to do is buy the masters from the artists, give them money and take their rights. Yeah. That's what record companies do. That's exploitive. Uh, I think those days need to end. And then the other thing that they do is you have these songs that are already big. And then the record company comes in and then puts artists like Salima Gomez on the record. It doesn't need Salima Gomez. Salima Gomez needs the record. Yeah. You know, Salima Gomez is not an Afrobeats artist, obviously. She's trying to jump on Afrobeats so that she can get hot. Yeah. They need you. And I just need people here to understand that, that we need to be more of who we are. The culture has spoken. Yeah. The cho this culture has been chosen. The sound has been chosen. The world wants it. Yeah. We need to be more of who we are, not let them exploit us and we start becoming who they are. Hmm. How long have you had this dream for Nigeria? I had a dream for Nigeria 15 years ago, honestly. Maybe longer, like 20 years ago. I, um, I purchased a, a beauty brand called Carol's Daughter many years ago. And I was trying to bring it here. Um, it was a, a black uh, African-American uh, owner, beauty brand. Yeah. Um, and what happened was the cost to ship it here would have made the price of the product way too. No way. Uh, yeah. So you'd have to manufacture it here. And figuring out the manufacturing logistics 20 years ago was very difficult for me. Um, but that was always my dream to bring business here. What was the problem then? So we were manufacturing it in America. And if I had to ship the product here, yeah. if the cost to ship it 
and get it so that it was affordable, mm. it would have been too high. Why didn't you think of manufacturing here? Man, me back then, as a young entrepreneur 20 years ago, I didn't have the network okay. to figure out the manufacturing here. I regret that. I should have done that. I mean, I don't. I regret it. I should have done it. But the fact of the matter is, you know, 20 years later, I'm here with, you know, uh, a product that's, you know, right on time. Yeah. So my dream of being in business in Nigeria goes back uh, to the beauty business 20 years ago. Beautiful. And something else I've noticed about you and your arrival here. Yeah. Since you, since you dropped by here, everyone's been on their toes. So every, every, and this is how I'd this is how I'd put it. In the industry, very, I'm very well connected in the space. So in the industry, everyone's like, "Oh God, United Masters, they're coming, they're announcing, they're announcing." Meanwhile, the people who weren't connected to them, they're like, "Steve's here," and you could see the the lights just go up in your eyes. Steve's here. Yeah. Is that have you felt that? Yeah, I know that. Oh, I know that. I know that. Um, because. Look, much respect to the people who've been here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the, there's a lot of respect for the guys who are here. Yeah. You know, like Don Jazzy and what he's built. There's a lot of respect for that. Yeah. For sure. I'm not talking about that. But the people who came from America, the record companies, the distributors who came from America and they came here, um, they come in, set up their little companies and then they leave. They know I'm not doing that. And they know I have something to say. Yeah. And some of them who came in here are not even black. People sure. here want to do business with black people. Yeah. Okay. So of course they're concerned. They're concerned because they're not black and they're probably concerned because they know they're not committed. They're in it for the short term. We're here. We're deep. Yeah. I'm not running. I love it here. Yeah. I have friends here. I have relationships that are deep here and connections that I um, have had for many, many years. So um, they should be concerned. Hmm. And with United Masters, what's the one thing you're looking to achieve here in terms of the culture? You're bringing a solution that has both culture and the tech yeah. to support it. Yeah. What am I looking for to, to achieve? I think the first, the from a, not from a, my contribution first is to educate artists on the business itself. Yeah. If I can get the next generation of artists here to say, I am never selling my masters. Yeah. I am always going to own what I create. Yep. That's a contribution that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, that, the people here who've had a history of things being taken from them have created something called Afrobeats, yeah. a sound, mm -hmm. a global sound, that if I can be a part of helping teach them and providing a service that they can retain and own what they create and their kids can benefit from it for generations to come, then I've done my job. That's the first thing. And... Okay, finish please. Yeah, from a business standpoint, yeah, um, to to give everybody access through technology hmm. for an opportunity to get a shot to be to live out their dreams or um, 
have the success and do what they actually want to do, which is create music and, and develop a career. To be able to create a software and provide tools that do that mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and partner with brands so that the artists can get more opportunities. You've seen that we partnered with the NBA. We have an NBA announcement that just came out. Yeah. So now you have artists, independent artists, whose songs is going to be you know, synced to NBA footage. Right, so you have this artist who made a song in his house, and then two weeks later, his his song is behind a LeBron James TikTok or LeBron James ad on social media, where they have 1.2 billion in reach. That's awesome, man. That's opportunity. Co working with Coke Studios, working with Diageo, just to start. Brands who have come in and said, you know what, we believe in what United Masters is doing, and we want to partner with you in the market. And that's why, uh, and that partnership is going to provide opportunities to artists, local artists. Hmm. And these partnerships that you have, you have sealed, you know, there's Coke Studio, that one leans heavily into the brand, and there's Diageo, of course, partners, MBA partners. Was there something specific why you chose these people? Is it because they've got something to offer to the artist? No. Uh, or how do you approach? No, you know what it is? Okay. It, you, you first want to see who's in it with you. Okay. Right? Like, look, we're going to Nigeria and we're doing it and this is our purpose and this is our mission. Who's hmm. in it? Hmm. NBA raises their hands. We love that. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Okay? I mean, they had Afrobeats at the All-Star Game two years ago. Yeah. Right? At halftime. We're all in. They're all in on NBA Africa. They're all in on basketball in Africa. Okay, great. Called Coca-Cola. We've been in Africa for many years. We manufacture in Africa. Um, Africa is a very important uh, uh, business marketplace for us. What we what's happening in Nigeria is amazing. We want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to support you. Same thing, you know. And the same thing with Diageo. Like the part that, when you when you develop a reputation and have a reputation like you know I have and. Therefore, my business has, when you say, look, this is what we're doing and this is what's going to get done. Yeah. Do you want to go along for this ride? And the, the first people to raise their hands are the people you end up working with. How, what we provide and the services we provide and the opportunities we provide will morph over time. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. As the market changes, we're supposed to adjust. True. Right. So that's, I'm not going to sit here and tell you every single, you know, detail specifically of what is going to happen. All I can tell you, most importantly, is that commitment is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think of this market, the Nigerian market, first, okay, let me, let me, let me talk, let me talk about how it relates to your end. And, you know, if I flip it over here, when you think of, Afrobeats as a growing genre, you know, it's done the work here. It's doing the work out there. You're taking a huge bet on a culture that even though it hasn't, it has stayed for, for a while, it's, it's still a baby in the global framework in terms of the access it has had and all that. We're barely seven years working globally with this new age. Yeah, yeah. So... Why are you taking that? Why are you betting on us? 
it's not a the, the bet isn't on Afro beats per se. Okay. The bet is on one of the fastest growing countries in the world. Because it's a Nigeria bet. Yeah. You're betting on the, the fastest. Well, it's an Africa bet. Okay. Yeah. What do you think that all the Chinese and the Indians are doing here? I want to. Why? They, why does it have to be them? Okay. So let's just put that to the side. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be them. Secondly, the bet is on the youth market. The most vibrant youth market in all of the world is here. Yeah. Okay. So when you put the, together the population, the growth of the youth market. And the fact that culture is emanating out of Africa, well, it always has. Yes. Okay. Of course. It's the OG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the motherland. Yeah, it's the motherland. So the fact that that that, that it's now, well, let me just reframe that. That popular culture is emanating out of Africa. Yeah. Is is this man? This eighteen-year-old uh, uh, young kids, uh, young adults, rather. In, in America now, in December, you'd ask them 10 years ago where you want to go. Mm-hmm. They'd be, oh, we're going to go to Cabo or Tulum. Or, where are you going? I want to go to Nigeria. I want to go to Lagos. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. But my generation, whether it was the way what was put in our head or truly the way the airlines were routing it it just seems so far yeah it just seems so far so i don't know why so caught up from the rest it just felt far and i think it's a combination of social media and obviously the art the you know art beautiful art coming out of ghana artist true the music itself yeah the combination of those things have just served well to put it in perspective the power of Africa, and specifically, um, the 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 connection, the cultural connection we have as Black Americans to uh, 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 Nigeria, it, it it just feels. I feel like I'm in New York City. I don't even know how to explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the, you're currently in the New York part of the city. Yeah. Of the city. Yeah. There are parts that aren't. I went to a couple of those parts too. Hmm, but you I go? feel like but I feel like I'm in New York City because in, even in New York City, as a New Yorker, I'll say New York City, but I do I am talking about Queens. Yeah. I am talking about Brooklyn. Yeah. I am talking about so when I even say like I feel like I'm in New York City, I understand there's different changes in landscape and you know, attitudes and personas as you move out. True. Um, but it's like New York City, right? It's busy. There's entrepreneurs. There's hustlers. Everything's open till late. Man, I got in at six o'clock every day. <laughs> okay. And I love people there. Yeah. <laughs> and I like what you're doing with Sauce. I like that you've chosen. He's awesome. Yes, he is. What a great guy. Yes. A great guy. What a great guy. And a great creative. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing where the market is at right now, the market is about, the market has minimal infrastructure. The market also has, I've been here for 10 years. The market also has 
it the lack of a of a reliable pipeline that stretches all around the corners of Nigeria. Everything is Lagos centric. Stretches all around the co- corners of Nigeria, seeking out these people with talent. I'm happy you have artist development mm-hmm. as of, as at the fore of what you're bringing in here. Mm-hmm. But beyond, do you do you ever think you would stretch that beyond Lagos? Yeah. Well, you see, that's the that's the beauty of the application. Okay. Having an application, I call it a record company in your pocket. Yeah. Because we developed software that took seven years to develop. Seven? Seven, man. Seven years of, you know, modifying and making sure you get the payments right. and Across regions. Across regions and, um, you know, adding services like education, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And the data and analytics that could be beneficial to the artist. And it's user-friendly so that anybody could read it, understand it, and act on it. It took time. Yeah. But now, people outside of Lagos, if you have a phone, which this is one of the most dominant mobile countries (laughs) in the world. True. Okay? You can upload your song in your phone directly to United Masses through the application. If you download the United Masses app on Apple Store or Google Play Store, what have you, upload your song and you're ready to go. You know, your song is up in on 120 different DSPs, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all the others, Deezer, whatever it is. And um, that's going to give everybody an opportunity to, to be able to submit music and be able to get in the game. Um, you know, if it's Lego-centric, if record companies are only based in Lagos and you have to meet somebody at a record company, then when you're on the outskirts, you know, it's very hard for you to have the same opportunity as somebody. The access. Yeah, the, the no access, access. problem. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well done for that. Yeah, well, hey, man, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to impress you. And so I have a friend um, who was also an artist, mm-hmm. and he was there at the press conference we had. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who said he's been using United Masters yeah. Even before United Masters. He was using a VPN. Yeah, yeah I remember. he was. How yeah. did that make you feel? You ask good questions. Um, it made me feel, look, I, I'd heard that, that people were using uh, United Masters with a VPN. So it wasn't surprising to me. It confirmed what I knew I had to do. I had to come here. Okay. You know, it was more... Like anything else, I mean, you open up something and, you know, the information you get back is from things like that. Like, you start to see people logging in from, um, you know, from Africa and you're like, we need to be in Africa. They, they shouldn't have to, you know, go to a VPN. It should be able to be in market, localized. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the insights you get from being um, just like reading the data and, and, and paying attention to what's going on. And the infrastructure part. So all the, all the conversation, back-end conversation about Nigeria and, you know, developing at home has been the lack of infrastructure. We don't have venues. Um, that's evident. We don't have venues. We don't have venues. We, 
we're still we're still sorting out a lot of the copyrights. We have a regime; they just signed the new act, but we're still sorting a lot of that. Would you guys do you foresee yourself being involved in infrastructure building, not just the planet, the talent pipeline? Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, I'm learning that part. I I, I had another conference yesterday, yeah, in which I started to really understand the uh, the issues with venues. Okay. Um, yeah. Because live is important. Yeah, yeah, live is very important. I mean, and you have such big stars; they they need to be performing. They can't even find the right venue to perform here. Um, and 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 not only the performance venue, but the the mics and the LED screens and everything to put a to support performance on. So you have, you know, you Whiskit and 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 David O and everyone, um, you know, these artists who've. who've they perform in all these places around the world, and there's a certain level of expectation mm -hmm. so they can present themselves in the best possible way. And it's a shame that they can't have that same level of perfection at home. While we're here, we're, we're looking at talent. Okay. Yeah. Both artists and professionals. Mostly, yeah, but I would say focusing on professionals now. Hmm. You know, we launched the app, we got that going, now we're, we're looking for the right uh, executive team here in the market who has credibility, mm -hmm. who are artist friendly, and who care. Why is it important that they care? Because you're not gonna do anything with, with commitment. You need to wake up, for you to wake up every day and think about something, you have to care about it. You wake up every day, in order to be successful at what you're doing, you gotta wake up every morning, and that's like the thing on your mind. It's like, how am I gonna do better? How am I gonna move this forward? And that comes from care. So. Um, I want somebody that cares, a team of people that care, because that's the differentiating factor. I mean, it's not the idea. Everyone has the idea. True. Very few people have the idea and care. Hmm. And that just pushes it over the line. Yeah. Beautiful. And in this, in this market, you know, the market you've come into, uh, the history of the market, this is new for us. It's still new for us. Um, we're still finding our feet. We're still trying to sort out a lot of things. But at the same time, Afrobeats has done, is doing its global thing. This year alone, I like to think personally, I like to think we have plateaued on a southern level because we stopped having our firsts anymore. Yeah. It used to be first person to feel this, first person to do the first African artist. But last this year, there were very few firsts. I hate that. I hate the first thing. You know, why, first, why, do, why do you hate it? Because everybody wants to be the first. So they, and you start making up shit. Like the first person to do it who's left-handed. It's like you start making up things to be first. I don't know. I mean, look, man. Keep moving forward. Yeah. If you keep moving forward, you may be first. Okay. You know? But your job is to be first, open the door, leave it open so somebody uh -huh. else can come in, True. right? Um, I And I said that. I hope when we get to the Grammys uh, this year yeah. and Afrobeats gets its just due, that the artists go on stage as one and talk about Nigeria and talk about Africa yeah. and use that stage to help everybody. Uh, you know, there's obviously a light that's going to be shined on them mm -hmm. um, for them to take that light and shine it back on, on their, hmm. on their home, on their country. What are the parallels you see? Cause you've built, 
you've built in a in a more developed economy and market, music market. And now you're coming to the front lines. What parallels are you drawing so far? The parallels that I'm drawing are not necessarily what I see today. Okay. Um, it's what I seen coming up in hip hop in the mid eighties. Okay. Um, it was the same kind of people were sampling and not getting it cleared, but no one cared. And it was the wild, wild west of, you know, copyright laws and stealing somebody's rap without getting permission. And what did that mean? And the underground of the way music was being distributed and shared. And mm -hmm. back then it was VHS tapes sure. just shipped all around. And then over time, when the business started to make money, lawyers got involved, structure got involved, business people got involved, professionalism got involved. Yeah. And those things helped shape it as a genre of music and an industry um, with a solid foundation. So I'm looking at where Afrobeats is today or where the market is here today to where the market was, you know, in hip hop, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. And given technology and just the ability to collapse time, because now we understand what we learned from what we've seen before. Yeah. A person like me can come in and help accelerate um, that, use that, take my learnings and accelerate the marketplace learning curve here. So mm -hmm. we, we will quickly eradicate some of that stuff that are wobbly and not necessarily stable as it should. And with education, that's a huge part of what you're major about. Part, yeah. Major part mm -hmm. of everything. Any Africa-focused initiatives in that department so far? I mean, because we need a lot of that. No, 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 no. That is that is critical. Um, I can't, so far. I mean, so far, part of education is leading by example. Okay. So there's part of it that's, uh, you know, you know, when I'm sitting there talking on live television about what it means to own your masses. Yeah. And um, there's a very famous artist here who passed away. Um, Mobad. Yeah. Bless his soul. Bless his soul. And the fact that his works have been celebrated and yet the money's going to a record company not his family it's a shame yes it is shining a light on that as to why artists should you know own their works because that could be them that's education within itself okay and then supplying the solution for that uh, is critical so there's that kind of education just by taking what we stand for what we believe in and um, leading by example. And then there's education, like, you know, a formalized education, yeah. a formal structured education in which we're teaching you the business. Sure. Um, and we have a we have a, a program within the app called Blueprint yeah. uh, that has education. Um, and then we're going to bring a conference here. Yeah. Um, that I will not delve into any further, but we're gonna bring a conference here that is gonna be all about that. 
okay. education. So it's what we do, man. It's it's commitment. It's all the commitment stuff that, you know, it's I don't want to make a big deal out of it because, you know, you say something and you do it and you're committed to it. And these are all the things that come, you know, as part of the commitment. Okay, thank you. And just before we go, you're here, you're blowing hot, the market's shaking. <laughs> you're kind. <laughs> well, you're gassing me up. I'm not. I got it. This is what I've experienced. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you my experience. Because okay. I'm like, Steve Stout, Steve yeah. Stout. I'm like, okay, cool, great guy. Well, why are you shaking? <laughs> and so, what will, when you look back at this time, I know hindsight will give you 2020 vision. But when you look back at this time, what would, judging by your intentions so far and how much you're empowering people, empowering the industry, collapsing time and accelerating uh, growth and development, what would success be to you on a macro level? What would success be to you and your efforts here? Um, success for me, there's a certain amount of success that is going to have commercial implications. Yeah. You know, yeah. You want to be the number one distributor in the market or you want to be, you know, have the number one artist or the most artist or that kind of thing. Right. So there's a commercial part of it. Yeah. And I would say that that just has to happen because, you know, we have a business. True. But, but more importantly than that. Success to me would be that I came here and did everything that I said. Okay. And that people know that I wasn't another person who came here just trying to extract and go back and, 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 and enjoy the exploits of Africa. Sure. That's the corny shit that I don't want to be associated with. The fact that we can come bring something, invest in, partner with and leave a mark that we contributed versus taken. Um, that is most important to me. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for doing this program.